Attention deficit order. You are our obsession. You are obsession. Yeah. We're back, guys. Uh, episode 399. I was just told before we started. Uh, we're almost there, guys. Almost at 400. 400, guys. You know what we're going to do in episode 400? The same thing as 399, probably. Uh, now we're going to hold M80s in our hands at the same time. Light them. And see what happens. Yeah! We'll commit ritual suicide! <laughs> Episode 400! That'll have never been done before. Probably not. Uh, <laughs> what? We'll have to video that, though. Oh, yeah. No, it'll just be audio. It's all it's all theater of the mind. Oh. They can uh, picture whatever they want. All theater of the mind, guys. Woo! I guess Yeah. So. Uh, well, on my Twitter account, you can see me on uh, my pinned account with uh, the two guys from Ga- Kind of Funny. But other than that, most people think I'm white, but I'm not. Oh, yeah, well. I might act white, but I'm not. Referred to as a Twinkie. <laughs> it would be funny if, like, some of the racist folks that uh, probably follow us uh, got to meet you in person. Because <laughs> you never post pictures of yourself. Or not really. No, I don't think, eh, I don't know. Would they, would they freak out? No. Like, oh, I thought you were a white guy. Yeah, when we start touring. Yeah. That's what will that's happen, like yeah. in the next six months, right? Yeah. Oh, dude, we start, if we start, ever started touring, it would be like wrestling intros, you know, for each of us. Oh, yeah. Then it would be too much, it would be a fog machine going the whole time, <laughs> just for no reason. It would just be a fog be, machine. We'd just be smoking weed the whole time. Well, and yeah, making well, our own yeah, fog? exactly. We'd be doing that too. But <laughs> okay. that's better. It would be a I'd fog machine. Be, <laughs> I'd rather be weed smoke than fog fucking juice. That shit's nasty smelling. Well, I know. We'll just have it pointed at the audience. Oh, okay. It'll be at the edge of the stage, so it will just be drifting down into the audience the whole time. You if know? we could figure out a way to use cannabis oil in there instead, that would be. Oh, we could do that. Oh, we could do that easy. It'll be cannabis. Well, have you seen um, the wrestle? Uh, fuck, what's his name? I retweeted it. Um, it's just rappers. It's called the Smoke Machine. It's basically a weed blower. It's basically a leaf blower with weed attached to it. Oh, so geez. it just blows smoke in your face like a cannon, dude. <laughs> it's like it's called the weed cannon, and people stand in front of it. It's like standing in front of a weed blower. 
It's like, boo, and it's just blowing right in your face. Fucking huh? really is. Holy shit. You see that thing? Yeah, no, I'm looking at it right now. What, what it, do they call it? it? Oh, they call it the Kush Cannon. Not the Kush Cannon. cannon. That's what it was. I knew there was some weird name to it. Yeah, the Kush yeah. Cannon. Dude, a, look at that thing. A leaf blower that fires out weed smoke. <laughs> yeah, okay, there it is. Okay, yeah, the Kush Cannon, guys. Okay, see a. Okay, let's see if I can look up a good video of it. Kush Cannon. Okay, there's a bunch of them. Yeah. Okay. This might be the coolest invention. Yeah, really? <laughs> it's a weed... Ble- <clears throat> it's a leaf blower. It really is. I mean, dude's face is disappearing. Yeah, okay, yeah. It's basically, yeah, it's a portable... It's a battery-powered leaf blower. And it's just... It's the Kush Cannon. But it's got a bowl on it, not uh, not oil. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, because he's got a blowtorch in his hand. Dude, that thing just fills up so much space. Yeah. Yeah, regular That's... leaf blower attached to full... What is it, an ounce of cannabis? Oh, I didn't... I closed the video. Dude, you so just were... reek like weed. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> but, I mean, honestly, that would make gardening a whole lot more fun, just like... <laughs> blow giant clouds of smoke and walk through them as you're fucking like leaf blowing your lawn or whatever <laughs> dude yeah the kush cannon i hope they have those at the uh um the uh what's it called the uh wu-tang so, concert we're going to oh okay <clears throat> i hope so i'm not going i can't fucker I-, I hope so i hope they do have those but um one we should go to guys yeah that's the one we should go to Oh, no, I am uh, going to do my goddamnedest to get to the show. So Misfits, September 11th, it's Oracle not Arena. Just it's oh, yeah. Damp, it's fucking rancid. Cro Mags. Yeah, that's a great show, man. And uh, someone else. One more one more band. That's it. At least on the flyer I saw. I thought it was like Rancid, Cro Mags, and one other band. I forget. Damn. But yeah, uh, Misfits are coming to town September 11th, 6 30 p.m. showing. And it's Danzig and Jerry only, which is cool. Yes. So, uh, so yeah, I'm I'm gonna come up for that one. Um, the following weekend or the one after that is also Flog and Molly and Social Distortion. But I will come see the goddamn original Misfits and Rancid. Yes. And, okay, here. Uh, no, it's just the four: the Misfits, Rancid, the Damned, and Chromags. Okay, the Damned. That was the one. See. Yeah. Oh, I love the Damned. They're fucking okay, so great. The Misf- yeah, those guys are all vampires. So the um. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's a great lineup, man. Because oh, fr- dude, according to um, according to uh, Mike from uh, um, God damn it, from his new podcast, what's it called? Oh, I don't know the new well, name, but uh, he's from Bat Squad Network. From Bat Squad Network. From Mike from the Bat Squad Network. And Dead Sled Coffee. Yeah, and Dead Sled Coffee. He's in he's in business with the guitarist from the Misfits. They're they're working guitarist right now in the Misfits. Uh, that's how they got backstage passes to their show in New Jersey and everything. Right. So we should talk to him and see what happens over here. I'll wear my dead sled shirt and get up in the front. Well, no, we should we should talk to Mike and see if he can hook us up with four uh, all-access passes for, yeah, see, for September. You know, I know there's a lot of people that are interested in going um, the, from our circle. Oh, I'm sure there is, but I'm asking, like, a reasonable amount of passes I think oh, yeah, 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 no, no, no. I'm not advocating getting passes for everyone that I know that is going. I'm yeah. just saying that it's I'd going say, to be 
fucking party. I'd say four for us wouldn't be too hard. Four? You know? Well, whoever you're taking and whoever... Uh, well, I'm taking M. Right. So, yeah, four. Just an equal amount, you know? Um, I think we could pull it off, dude. We, we need to start uh, making this happen now. <laughs> but hey, yes. uh... <laughs> I am going to buy tickets very soon for this because they will sell out quickly. Do you think so? Yes. The tickets Super are... Cool misfits and, and Rancid, dude. Like... Rancid's a Bay Area band, and it's the original Misfits. Every single fucking punk rocker is going to come out of the fucking woodwork. That's And every true. fucking dude bro fucking who discovered the Misfits through college is going to go to. And, um, and yeah, those, those seats are pricey. From what I've seen, like 300 and up. No. Yes. No way. Yes. I, I looked at 20, them. So they're on sale in three days. Let's see if we can... Uh, like, maybe the ones we want aren't going to be like that expensive but Oof. they get up to 300 dude yeah no i'm looking now they get pricey you know for uh Misfits. section 209 oh wow oh wow <laughs> yeah it's not like oh cheap misfits this is uh, like we want to make all our money yeah seriously well on this um, tour you know what it's worth it but yeah, looking at, at Ticketmaster, it's two twenty six to two fifty for upper deck. Uh no, this is lower deck. Lower deck, yeah. Yeah. So upper deck, you know, I'll sit up in the back. That's fine. Oh yeah, that's fine. But I'm saying we need to see if Mike can do the uh, all access passes. <laughs> well, right. Pick them up would... at the pick them up at the door, dude. Here's your two names. Boop boop. You know. Be like, thank you. It'd be cool to get backstage. Thank you. Not even backstage. Just get in for free. <laughs> and you can get backstage and watch the concert from wherever. We're all access little areas. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I'll reach out to Mike. Yeah, that'd, that'd be awesome, Mike, if you could. Maybe we can get Mike, uh, the two Mikes and fucking Chuck out. Maybe. They could fly out and then we could meet up with them and then we could all hang out backstage. I'll try and swing it. We'll see that, what happens. that would be awesome. That's what they did in New Jersey. If you listen to their podcast. Yep. They all, he's like a fucking 10 minute drive for Mike. Well, I know, but he was, um, he was basically, uh, God, I forget his name, man. I'm so, I'm so bad with names. Uh, the guitarist hit the AC slate. Thank you. He was his bodyguard unofficially. That's how he got in. Cause he's yeah, such a no big guy. Believe either of us is a bodyguard. <laughs> no, Mike's such a big guy. Beck. Okay. He, he could pass as a bodyguard. Yeah, him and Chuck are enormous. Yeah, they're big guys. So, yeah, but they got all access passes, and they're just walking around the back, talking to bullshitting with everybody. Yeah, that would be awesome, man. Yeah, that Oof. is a show I saw it pop up on Facebook, and I was like, oh, fuck. I am going to be in the Bay for a couple weekends in a row, and I don't even care because it's <laughs> worth it. Yeah, so, yeah, I didn't even know they were coming around here. I just thought they weren't. Mm. And that's a big venue, man. Oracle Arena, sure. Yeah, I was just there for uh, what's it called? Um, uh, uh, Warriors well, Championship. Twenty One Pilots. I was just there for Twenty One Pilots. That was my last concert there. And then the last one I went to was Bill Graham in like November, October, or something. Yeah, was the last one I saw there. <clears throat> I think, yeah. So, I think it's going to be cool 
If we could get Misfits tickets. Fitzmits tickets. You know. Hopefully. But see, I should um uh ooh. Yeah, we'll see. Uh well just yeah, just to see those four bands would be cool. Right? Those yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I fucking love the damned. <clears throat> I loved Rancid for a long time, even though I tried not to like them. Because they always, well, when I was a teenager, I always thought they were just a fucking Op Ivy ripoff. But they got well, some good tunes, man. Well, they're, then, they're a couple members of Op Ivy are in Rancid, right? Exactly. So that's why. <laughs> yeah, like, but they, you know, it's like they didn't really change. And at, when no. I was a teen, it was like, meh, 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 meh. But, well, uh, and, and they were a little too poppy for me also. You know, a little like, your songs are too catchy. Yeah. That's not punk rock, is not, not like catchy like in pop catchy not isn't punk catchy right like green day catchy i got yeah (coughs) but that's okay because i fucking got a soft spot in my heart for all that stuff and when i pulled my head out of my ass and really just started listening to what rancid was playing i was like okay i like this yeah it's it's operation rancid uh, (laughs) i love matt armstrong he's a fucking fantastic bassist right yeah or not matt armstrong matt Matt armstrong yeah billy armstrong Tim, tim armstrong is the fucking guitarist i always mix them up for some reason matt 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 thompson Freeman, isn't it? Tim, I don't know. Tim Armstrong is the guitarist. I'm so bad with names. And then fucking Lint and uh, Matt Freeman, I swear, is a bassist. The bassist. Uh, yeah, Hold I, on. Yeah, Rancid was uh, like a top 20 punk band, you know? Matt Freeman is the bassist. Tim Armstrong is the guitarist. And then Lars Fredrickson. Lars. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see Misfits in a big stage show. It will. Right? It's like, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I always imagine seeing them at some place like 924 Gilman or fucking the Trocadero in the city when it was still open or, I don't know, Maritime Hall maybe at the largest. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I mean, more power to them. I'm fucking glad Jerry Only and, and uh, Glenn seem to be getting along a little bit better. Well, yeah, it's, man, when there's money involved. Like, hey, how's it going? But I never wanted to see the Misfits when that bag Michael Graves was singing for him. No. No, I remember like seeing that going, what? That's not going to yeah. work. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, I know fucking what Doyle died. Right. And uh, I don't know. I'm so bad with names. I just remember listening to the Misfits when I was a kid. Yep. You know, like uh, I, I had an Earth AD poster in my room. And then I had the Misfits, um, like the Misfits post, like a couple of Misfits posters in my room. Yeah. I think because yeah. of the. I, they were the first band, punk bands I started listening to religiously. Because of the uh, Pusshead artwork. The artwork, sure. I just like the aesthetic of the band. Well, like, and the band itself, you know, but their posters were cool, like the whole look. Right. The the art style, fucking Devil Locks, all that crap, too. Sure. It yeah. just, it was the feel of them. I don't know. They were always, uh, yeah, and I didn't even good. know uh, what any of that stuff was called. I'm just like staring because this was before the internet. You couldn't look everything up. 
<clears throat> right. You're just staring at him going, okay, these guys are weird. Okay, are these guys like metal? Are they punk? Are they, you know what I mean? Just by yeah. looking at them, you know, without hearing their music, they look like a death metal band, right? Like straight up. Like a black metal band from Europe, right? Yeah, <laughs> just I was by... going to say more black metal or <laughs> yeah, fucking just... like emo fucking kind of metal yeah, shit. Yeah, you wouldn't know what to expect from you. You're just like, huh, is this going to be another King Diamond situation? <laughs> or <laughs> they're amorphous. Yeah. Yeah, Morpheus. Right. Oh yeah, the fucking vampire. So Yeah, and then you you put it in, you're like, oh wow, okay, they're totally different. And then I found out about Sam Hain after Misfits. Same here. Because uh, I had a couple friends who were like, Oh yeah, Misfits, here's some Sam Hain on seven inch, check them out. And I was like, Oh shit. Yeah, and then I was rocking Sam Hain shirts and shit for a long time. Yeah. <clears throat> uh yeah, their one album. With basically, <laughs> oh. they're like, and then they just remade like a couple of their songs for Misfits. I'm like, hey, that's a Misfits song. They see like no, uh, Sam song. They came first. <clears throat> well, it's a Sam Hain song. They turned into a Misfits song. Yeah, like uh, it was the one I the one I just played was fucking uh, this one right here. No. Oh no, Green Hell. Yeah, Green Hell. Yeah, I think, yeah. I don't know, man. I'm so bad with names. <laughs> All right, what's your, uh, what's your favorite Misfits song? Ooh, oh, man. There's That's a, a tough one. Yeah, exactly. Um, there, fuck, there's so many. Um, Die, My Darling, let's... Mommy, Can I Go Out and Kill the Night, Earth AD, Devil Lock, Astro Zombies, Ghoul's no. Night Out, London, London Dungeon. Um, Bullet, that's a hilarious song. You know, I was always partial to the the first Hall- Halloween song. Which one's that one? Type in Halloween and Misfits. Dude, Spotify does not have any Misfits anymore. Yeah, they what? do. Dude, I'm fucking trying to look right now, and they're like, "There's nothing here." Oh, there. What the hell was that? Oh, Last Caress is a good song where eagles dare. Yeah, I'm trying to I remember think, the one that they had. Uh... I think my favorite song, if you had to like pin me down and fucking force it out, it would be All Hell Breaks Loose. All Hell Breaks Loose. Yup. Your London Dungeon. Okay, let's see. All... Hell. What album is that from? Earth AD. What the fuck's up with this cover? Uh, it looks like it's on Walk Among Us. No, this is their cover of it. Right, hold on. Okay, no. It's... Oh, there's all Hell Breaks Loose. So they could um, easily... They're going to do their whole discography, right? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they technically could. (laughs) Each song is two to three minutes. You know, and the... From what I've heard, uh, the the live show, they do, like, extend songs, do solos, and 
And they have a bunch of screens up with weird shit going on behind them. Yeah, I'm sure. That's what I've heard. So I don't know. And I don't know if they talked to Glenn Danzig. I think they just saw him. Uh, I think he gave him a fist bump. No, that's like, cool. Like at the end of the show, they're in the back. They're great show, man. And they like, right. they like fist bump with his Glenn Danzig gloves on. Yeah, I well, saw. Dude, the guy's got to keep his skin on his body somehow, man. He looks like he's melting. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what he looks like now. Maybe he's in good shape now. No, go fucking Google a picture of him. He <laughs> <laughs> just put out a movie called uh, Vertica or something like that. He directed a movie recently. Really? Yeah. I can't believe you didn't know about this. It fucking popped up, popped up on uh, um, Twitter or something. Hold on. Let me look it up. And I don't follow Glenn Danzig on Twitter. <laughs> well, I don't either, but other fucking, uh, like... Yeah. Glenn Danzig's new horror movie is intentionally, unintentionally hilarious, apparently. <laughs> oh, no. Called, What's it called? Yeah. Let's look at the trailer. I'm looking for it right now. Where is the goddamn name? Oh, uh, Verotic. So okay. V-E-R. V-E-R. <clears throat> O-T-I-K. O-T-I-K. Verotic. Mm-hmm. What was the comic book... Um... Okay, Verotic. Okay, it's based on a comic book, of course, that he invented. Move trailer of a trailer. He's such a huge comic freak. Mm-hmm. Okay, Satanica animated trailer. Glenn Danzig, please don't make a crappy movie. <laughs> Let's watch that. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> What's this guy? This guy's dressed in a mesh black shirt. With uh, like a, like one of those Hitler caps. This has been viewed. Okay, it doesn't work. Come on, Glenn. Well, that makes sense. That makes perfect sense that your video doesn't work. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Come on, Glenn. Let's do. Okay, it's worth it. It's worth it, guys. So yeah. So Eagles there classic absolutely popularized by here we go danny to the isaac dear glenn danzig please don't make a crappy movie dude this what? playing a fucking glenn okay. danzig solo song okay dear glenn danzig please don't make a crappy movie if you guys want to see this weirdo danny to the isaac dear Twist a cano, how the from a brano. Danny to the Isaac, dear Glenn Danzig, please don't make a crappy movie. Well, hey, leave a comment. And I was up front, I was at the front row. I had a cassette tape of my rock band, my little uh, local rock band at the time. I threw it up and it hit your shoe. You picked up the cassette and put it in the back of your big girdle belt, the one with the skull on it. <laughs> oh my God, he's I hope you at least listen to it, give it a try. Uh, it, it doesn't hold up today so, as it did 25 years ago. This guy's wearing horn rim glasses, a black That's mesh shirt, like big mesh holes. Oh, like 
and a military cap with a with an American flag on it. <laughs> this guy's an internet frog singing a misfit song. Or a Glenn Danzig song. He keeps going back and forth, doesn't he? This is something yeah. that I have said for several years. Why in the world is Dan- is is Danzig not making horror movies? Why? <laughs> Rob Zombie's doing it. Why can't Danzig? Can we stop with the to... fucking Kermit the Frog Fozzie mashup? <laughs> like, yeah, that guy's it. weirdo. So that's all I could find about Glenn Danzig movie was somebody. <laughs> Telling him not to make a movie. Uh, whatever that means. Yeah, so what's it called again? Verotica? Well, the, Verotica. So the company, uh, the uh, comic book company is called Verotic. Of course. And apparently, according to Revolver Mag, as soon as this fucking thing loads, uh, Danzig is directing a movie... Oh, it's his company. Ah, okay. So yeah. Glenn Danzig owns the comic company Verotic, and he's making a movie based, oh, an anthology horror movie based on characters from his indie comic company. So yes. I don't know shit about the comics. Um, I just saw that he was directing a movie, which what, is. What was that one with the, uh, remember the two guys, with the guy with the guns, and he's possessed by the demons and like the black shit? I think that's based on one of his comics. Remember that game? There's two of them. <sighs> Came out in the 360. Remember, he had like tentacles. <laughs> oh, the darkness. Yeah, the darkness. No, that was not based on a Glenn Danzig comic. What was it based the on? Darkness. Uh, the darkness was a comic series. I think it was originally on Vertigo. The when I bought it in okay. like a tra- paperback, it was on a uh, or it was in a, a published by a company called Top Cow. I thought that was uh, a Dark Horse comic. What what, what comic book does he own? Ver, uh... Verotic. Same Verotic. as the movie. Okay, but he owned another one, too, that became huge and he sold it. Like, years ago. He's been buying comic book companies for years, or, or starting them. Hold on. Ta-da. But uh, Dark Horse was not it. <clears throat> uh, no, The Darkness, that series of games was based on a comic series that uh, kind of fell into the Spawn universe a little bit. Uh, not too much, but there were some crossover characters. Um, and the darkness was drawn by Mark Silvestri, and I don't remember who the writer was. But Silvestri did a bunch of art for, like, X-Men and, uh, oh, shit, who else? X-Men. Uh, Wolverine, he did for a while. I don't remember who else. <laughs> Yeah, so in closing with the misfits. Uh yeah, we should try to go. I'll try to go. I'll see what's up. The Darkness was uh written by Garth Ennis, who is the same guy that wrote fucking um Preacher. Okay. The Darkness? Yeah, the darkness. Okay. Not the the glam rock band. So okay, so then Yeah, that was a pretty the second one was alright. I like the first one a lot more. It was cool that Mike Patton did the voice of all the demons. <clears throat> That's right, that was it. Mm-hmm. He did all the like the little demon guys. That's right. Yeah, so yeah, I remember that. I remember playing that in halfway through the second one. 
That was like a 360 game. It was, yeah. I, I don't know if I played the second one. I know I played the first, and that followed the comic quite closely, at least the collection that I have. Um, hmm. But but it was fun. I like being able to eviscerate bad guys with weird demon tentacles and fucking send little scuttly monsters out to eat people. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, those little fucking um, demon guys. Yeah, darklings or some shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you could get up to three of them and send them out to just like maul everyone in a room. Yeah, <laughs> I had my shit. Yeah, it's everywhere and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, and all my stuff souped up. Yeah, I remember the second one. They were a little like cheesier. They're almost like gremlins. No, <laughs> they had like more personality. You know, there's like Spike and fucking. <laughs> yeah, they're like. Ah, all right. Yeah, it was weird, man. Yeah, you controlled the tentacles with all the bumper buttons, and then the guns with the other buttons, and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun to be able to impale bad guys and then shoot them a whole bunch. Yeah. Slam them into walls, things like that. It was cool. Slam them into walls. We later. But yeah, uh, Danzig didn't have anything to do with that as far as I know. Okay. Maybe he just looked like Danzig. <laughs> the main guy. Could be. Doesn't he look like Danzig? Uh, not in the comic. In the comic, he's uh, like a slick back fucking... Uh, mob enforcer fucking guy and Danzig's never looked like that. <laughs> oh well. He's like a Goodfellas type character who all of a sudden gets demonic possession powers and shit. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that's right. God man. It was almost like a crow movie. Kinda. Sort Kinda, of yeah. except for he was he was a bad guy to begin with, and then all of a sudden he gets demon powers and he just fucking murders everyone. There you go. Deficit Pick of the Week, The Crow. All right. You can watch that. And... The Darkness and the Misfits. Yeah, so you can watch that while listening to The Misfits and playing The Darkness. Yeah. And oh, the... you on your other TV, you could put on... Well... What? Hmm. No. No, that's already enough, just with The Crow. <laughs> no. Oh man, so I think of media that you could shove in your face that fits, but nothing's popping into my head. Oh uh, well. Oh, another piece of media that might fit. That's speaking with it is the uh, Doctor Sleep trailer. Oh yeah, I got a buddy who's super excited about that shit. That came out. So hopefully, Doctor uh, Sleep. I just want to play the very beginning. Yeah, which is the sequel to The Shining by Stephen King, by the way. And the book isn't, but now the movie is. Like, the directors had to straighten it all out. Because people are like, is this a sequel to the movie or the book? They're all, well, it's more of a sequel to the movie than it is the book. Right. If you're talking about The Shining by Stanley Kubrick, that was quite different than the books, apparently. Yes. I haven't... haven't actually read The Shining, um, but my buddy who's excited for Dr. Sleep, he said that um, he read the Dr. Sleep book and said that it was fantastic and it carried on from Stephen King's book. So it sounds like... They're mixing it. The directors for this new Dr. Sleep movie are doing the same thing. They're following on from the movie version of The Shining, which is quite different than the book version. And... So it's kind of... Like, 
separate universes, same story kind of thing, maybe? I don't know. Again, well, I don't have the point of reference. Well, you know, from The Shining, it's Danny 20 years later. In the book, spoiler alert, the Overlook burns down. Okay, the, ho- ho- the, the hotel burns down. In the movie, it doesn't. Remember, it just stays there, and they, boom, rescued. And now there's um, there's these uh, in the movie in this one, and they recreate um, parts from The Shining, like the hallway, the blood, some rooms. No, actually, um, I read some comments from the director. He said the blood scene actually taken from Stanley. Yeah, he took that. Yes, yes, that's right. But every other remake. Or every other scene from that era in the film universe was redone with modern. So the only thing that they took directly from the old movie was the blood coming out of the uh, elevator. Yeah, in the um, and then the, there's people that are almost like vampires, and they suck off the energy of the people that shine. They suck them off, huh? Yeah, they suck off the shiners. <laughs> that's 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 the uh, tagline. Suck off the shiner. <laughs> it's the tagline. Wowzers. <laughs> for for uh oh here he is looking through the axe going, "Huh, my dad, I remember when my dad did this." And then they play the famous score. That's how you know it's it's sequel to The Shining. It's like, "Come on, November 8th, guys. I'll be there." Really ripped. Yeah, Doctor Sleep, man. That's going to be cool. I will go watch it. <clears throat> yeah. So oh, When it comes to theaters, or at home. We'll see. Yeah, a, dir- a direct sequel, which a lot of people, you know, so call him Doctor Sleep because he's the last person pe- all the people see in the hospital when he works as a hospital as an orderly. Mm-hmm. He's before, because people die when he's around. So that's how they call him Doctor Sleep. Because they don't wake up. He puts them to sleep. Because he can sense when people are dying. So he'll go into their rooms. And then talk to their dead bodies, probably. You know, their dead versions. Or like Bruce Willis or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. So you don't see dead people. Yeah, so he sees dead people. So it would be like a Sixth Sense. They should do a Sixth Sense sequel. Sixth Sense 2. Dead Body Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> Dead, yeah, dead body boogaloo. No, that's going to be cool, man. The uh, Doctor Sleep. I like The Shining a lot. That's a great sleep movie. Speaking of Doctor Sleep, it's a good one to fall asleep to. Mm. It's like three hours long. That, Alien, Blade Runner. Do you like a trilogy, guys? (laughs) For those nights when you have really bad insomnia. Yeah, the three movies to follow. Yeah, Blade Runner. Do it. Start it off with Shining. Then go into Aliens. And then finish it with Blade Runner. Right, because Blade Runner ends on a quieter note. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it goes shining, crazy, and then it gets a little crazier, and then soothe it down with some, with some uh, Blade Runner yeah. 1983. We're just murdering, you know, humanoid robots. We're not watching people get killed. Well, yeah. But whatever, they're like quick deaths. <clears throat> Mr. Decker! Yeah, so... <laughs> Yeah, those three, man. With, uh, um, fuck, what's his name? God damn it. Harrison Ford. Mm-hmm. 
Don't okay. Watch the director's cut. Don't watch the theatrical what? version. There's or like no, no director's cuts. No, watch the uh, the final cut or the director's cut. I forget which one. I haven't watched it in so long. I think it's the director's cut. So when you want to watch without the narration, going hey. I'm speaking in my own head all the time throughout the whole movie, telling you what's going on. You know, that's the one you don't want. Even though everyone's used to that one. That's the theatrical cut. You want the director cut where it's just him. Like when, uh, when, De- when he gets picked up by the cop and they're flying, you know, to, uh, mm-hmm. to what's-his-faces? Tyrell Corp. To, to Tyrell Corp. You see... Um, Edward James almost talking to him. You see his lips moving. He's like, meh, 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 meh. you know, yeah. you see him talking in the director's cut, but no one's saying anything. It's just the music and they're flying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. I think it's better. I don't remember which one it is I've seen most recently. It's you, been a long know, time since I watched Blade Runner, though. You know, right off the bat, there's just no narration. It's just you know when what? he floats and he's like, I'm eating here at this. Now we're going over here. And he's going up in the elevator. This guy used to blah blah blah, you know. It's the it's like the dumbing down for the audience. Those three right there, deficit picks of the week. Blade Runner, Alien. We're bombarding people, Chris. And, this is a lot of homework. And uh, uh, and The Shining. Deficit sleeper picks of the week. You know those are some good movies to sleep to. Speaking of Doctor Sleep. Yeah, it looks creepy. Uh, but... Did you lose power? No. I just okay. forgot to turn the lights on. Okay. Before... <laughs> looked up, all of a sudden, it's pitch black on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Sleep's behind you, Chris. No, I just didn't turn the lights on before the sun started setting. Okay, so, yeah. <laughs> it's all pitch back. That'd be really fucked up, though, if the lights turned back on all of a sudden and you were just dead on the other end of the screen. Well, that's what I'm saying, man. Episode 400, just wait. <laughs> Just wait, guys. Should we call somebody? <laughs> this guy sounds crazy. Yeah. Should we wait, call somebody? It's like somebody. Like it's like somebody's first time listening. Wait, guys. Ritual suicide episode four hundred. <laughs> like we just started listening to this guy. Yeah, I think that'd be funny. With the uh, ritual. <laughs> mm-hmm. Come on. Well, I wonder what goes... Okay, speaking of... Not ritual suicide, but... Um, speaking of the people who buy the... Real quick, before we take a break. The people who buy the tickets... I'll leave you on this note before we take a break. A thinker. Why would somebody buy a ticket in a handicapped spot... In a movie theater... Knowing that if a handicapped person comes to the theater, they have to move? Uh, that's uh thinker of the week guys people do it people do it all the time when you try to buy a ticket next to like a wheelchair space it says you might have to move because of handy because of the person assisting the person in the wheelchair i will have to sit there and there's like no i don't give a fuck and they just buy the ticket anyway hoping 
That well, they're just basically stealing it from another crippled person, right? Even though they're not crippled, you know. Um, I mean, I wouldn't even consider trying to buy the handicap seat. Well, like, like at a concert venue or whatever. Like, I, I don't need it. Well, I'm so. saying like at Avengers, like say like Endgame, like every seat is sold out. You know, and maybe handicapped people want to go see Avengers Endgame, but shithead number one wants to buy, you know, a handicapped seat ticket because the other ones are all taken. Well, at the end of the right. day, I think um, so, that the handicapped person would probably win out, right? The management of the theater would give the other person a comp ticket and say, sorry, this person actually needs it. You don't. Well, those, well, it even those, says, like, you can be kicked out. But they don't even have an opportunity to buy the ticket because Douchebag bought that ticket because it's an open seat. Hmm. That's the problem. You know, you can go there and I could I could buy the ticket, you know. Yeah. But morally, gotcha. and morally, I'm like, that doesn't feel right because it could be used uh, for somebody, that, you know, with a handicapped companion or whatever. That's a dick move, yeah. I wouldn't do it. <clears throat> <clears throat> well, that's just me. Like, I... Again, like, I don't need to see movies opening day if you really need to. And the only way you can is by buying that seat. Um, well, I think you need to reevaluate your priorities from my perspective. Like, <laughs> yeah. dude, leave those seats open just in case there is someone in a wheelchair or fucking who has, like, crazy medical equipment that needs extra room. Like, let them go to the movies. I don't need to go that bad. <clears throat> Yeah, and then the um, and most of the movies I go to, that the seat behind me is that seat, and it's always bought by some just douchebag. So, uh, you know, it's like what a fucking douche. Well, I, you know what you start doing? You start like putting thumbtacks in the seat, or, uh, you know, just yeah, trolling those people. They'll learn. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's so weird. It throws me off. I'm just like, what the fuck? Every time it's I go to the movie. It's just a selfish dick move, you know? And there's already plenty of dickheads in the world. You don't need to be a dickhead in the theater. And they're let's, just like, huh. Let's save it for some other time where it's actually more appropriate. I don't know. Just, uh, I want to sit in the back, but I want to sit all the way in the back. These handicapped seats are open. Let's buy these. What? Not everybody's handicapped. You know what I wouldn't mind is um, you have to enter your driver's license number to buy one of the handicapped seats because your driver's license will have on it whether you're handicapped or not, right? Yeah, or your disability number or whatever the hell it is. Or you know, your state ID or whatever, like something that <clears throat> just punch that in real quick as a, a confirmation that, yes, I need this seat. And you just look like a douchebag sitting there. It's like, huh? Like, I went to um, Last Black Man in San Francisco. And I've sitting in those, sat in those rows, and I've gotten up and moved when I see old people coming and want to sit there. You know? But if there's no one there, I'll will, I will sit in the way back row when there's, like, five seats. But the two end seats are for people with handicapped people. So I'll just sit one in. And if it's like halfway through the movie, I'll scoot over. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. What? 
I've gotten up and moved knowing if that's what the deal is sitting in those seats. You know? And uh, people who buy them and reserve them, I think it's weird. If it's a full movie theater, I'll move up a row just to not be in those that row. It's only the last mm-hmm. two. I think it's the last seat on every row. I'm the pretty handicap? sure. I'm pretty sure. Maybe in the Bay Area. Not down here. Well, not- there's like... There's like four seats, like kind of in the middle, like no stairs to get to them, kind of situation, and that's it. Yeah, but I'll sit there in the ha- with the part with like the wheelchair would be. I'll just put my popcorn in my backpack right there. So here we go. Well, yeah, if it's unoccupied space, why not? But if someone rolls up, then you're like, okay, I'll move my shit, right? Yeah, I- I'm ready to move at any point. I have like backup seats, but the <clears throat> the movie had like. Seven or eight people in it, and they're all handy capable, and they all walked up towards the front. Because mm. those handicap seats are actually the best seats in the house. Well, yeah, right. They have extra space around them, so there's not people right in front of you necessarily. Well, it's at the Palo Alto Square Theater, and the um, the ramp, because it's a, it's an actual theater. So when it slopes up, at the slope at the top is the place you want to see. So you almost eye level with the screen otherwise you're getting down you're looking up at it like it's a stage show dude i can't even remember the last movie well, i saw at the palo alto square well i'm just saying that's uh i saw the blair witch opening night there man it was real no i didn't the, uh, see it the opening night but i saw it there yeah yeah but honestly i mean it's probably been i saw akira there 20 wow that would be cool 27 years since i've been to the palo alto square something like that yeah, Akira was playing there for a long time. Like, uh, I think it was, when did that come out? I forget when. Yeah, uh, that was the thing, man. Go there on acid. <laughs> uh, I did. I saw one of the Monty Pythons there on acid. Oh, yeah. What was it? I think what? it might have been Life of Brian. no. The meaning of life. It was the meaning oh, of life. Oh, the meaning of life? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Love that oh, fucking yeah. Movie. But yeah, I saw that on fucking acid there. That was great. The meaning of life. Uh-huh. Yep. What did I see on acid? What did I, I think I saw colors there. <laughs> on acid? No, no, no. It's going to say, uh, why is he colors on acid? That seems like a waste of acid. Like, motherfucker. Yeah. One of them rolling 60s. Well, no, that's uh, Boys in the Hood. The um, <laughs> don't mix your fucking movies. Oh, sorry. I, all these blacks look the same in these movies. Isn't that the same? Rolling sixties. No, uh, colors was uh, I forget. That was um, Robert Duvall. Tell my wife right. when he got shot in the chest. Tell my wife. Call my wife. They're classic. And then Spicoli's like crying. Spicoli became a cop. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Right? That's like his genesis. He went from like stoner. Like, he watched Fast Times at Richmond High in colors. That's like Spicoli becoming a cop. Were they back to back? No. <laughs> no. Uh, they were pretty close, but they weren't back to back. But yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that, right? It's Spicoli who became a cop. I'm surprised that's on the internet yet. I just invented it. Now it is. It'll be like before and after drugs. Right? 
It'd be like before now, and it'd be like, yes, Spicoli is a cop. What other famous characters has he played besides Spicoli and the cop from Colors? Sam? The retard? <laughs> yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> that was just him going to, what was it? Full retard. He went full retard. Yeah, that's where the, the phrase. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's, all, he's like, Bill? Is Sam. Yeah. Because he gives the, yeah. Really bad, dude. Oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, Sam. It's like, oh, let's pull your heartstrings with some Beatle melodies and some retards slipping and falling on stairs. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> I am Sam, deficit pick of the week. <laughs> really? Yep. You have to watch Seriously. it, guys. Oh my god. I am Sam, you, and, and okay, this this one is optional, folks. This is extra credit. Okay, I am Sam with Mrs. Doubtfire combo. What the fuck? Two let's do two that. two retards trying to get their kids back. Mm. What? Right. Let's do this next week for episode four hundred. Okay, fine. You, you have to remember. All right, <sighs> all right. We'll take a break. Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll take a break. Cover man, I like it. It is cool, right? Yeah, a well done version of Astro's. <laughs> Hold on, he just broke down into an Astro zombie. Yeah, it only has 40,000 views. I'll give it a thumbs up, guys. 521 thumbs up. So now, now all YouTube's gonna send me is Valkyrians. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, like reggae covers? No. Yeah, right. Here's uh, Dread Zeppelin for days. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, not Stairway to Heaven again. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> no, this just popped up like I was like. <laughs> random shuffling through Spotify and that popped up and I was like, wait, why does this song sound familiar? Like, it's a reggae song, but like the tune mm-hmm. and all of a sudden it was like, all I want, you know, is like, oh, okay. Interesting. Zombies. So yeah, that's the Valkyrians and that is a cover of Astro Zombie, a uh, Misfits song. Astro Misfits. 
Okay, let's do... Uh, where'd it go? Damn it. All right, what do you got before I find my first movie? Uh, well, so I'm going to rate a show that I just finished. Oh, here we uh, go. Oh, I know, right? Um, yeah, I took some time off. Well, I actually was able to finish homework pretty quickly uh, the last week, so I sat down and finished the last four episodes of Good Omens. Oh, Gommens uh, is what they yeah, call it. Do they? I call it Good Omens. Um, it's on Amazon. It is based on a novel written by Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett way back in the nineties. I read it when it came out and I loved the book. So when I saw they were making a TV show, I was a little nervous. Okay. So you have a reference point. All right. I do. And, um, I really, really liked the book. Um, Terry Pratchett is a humorous sci-fi fantasy writer. Uh, He died I don't know, six years ago, something like that. Mm-hmm. But he wrote probably 50 books in a series called Discworld, um, which is just this randomly weird, it changed every book kind of fantasy land. Uh-huh. Um, and I've read, I don't know, maybe 12, not all of them by a long stretch. But I really like him as a writer. And Neil Gaiman is one of my all-time favorites. Um, so the two of them writing a book together was like, Oh wow, this is awesome. And then Amazon has a pretty good track record of adapting novels into good serialized TV like man in the high castle. And, um, so I was excited to see that this came was coming and I was not disappointed by the show at all. Granted, it has been about 15 years or so since I read the book, if not longer, So I remember the book. I read it a couple times. I enjoyed it. Um, I would recommend it to anyone looking for a lighthearted, comic-ish kind of read about the end of the world. Um, And the TV show does a really, really good job of capturing that kind of playful. Yes, it's the end of the world, but there's humor in it. Yeah, I, I saw, I think, seven episodes of it. I fell asleep a lot, so it wasn't it wasn't the show's fault. I was just tired when I was watching it. I think M watched more of it than I did. But yeah, what I, I liked most of it, what I saw. Some of the special effects were a little like, eh. But, you well, know, <laughs> special effects were a little wonky. But the story itself was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, so it was decent from what I saw of it. With, without reference, without knowing anything of the book or anything like that. Yeah. Um, so just from a, you know, the, the literature side of things, they did a very good job adapting uh, Good Omens into a six-hour-long TV show. Um, as a TV show, like irrespective of the book, um, it was enjoyable. There were some points where I was like, hmm. Um, but on the whole, I really enjoyed the show. Um, the kid actors were pretty damn good. You know, they were a little kind of caricature uh, of kids in some ways. You know, each one had their specific role in the group kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the main kid, uh, what's his name? Adam. Adam, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Adam Young. Um, so he uh, was pretty good um but a lot of special effects around his character yeah and i mean come on david Tennant as the fucking demon is perfect yeah he was funny 
He was good, and I liked fucking Michael Sheen as the angel. Like yeah, the he, they're, yeah, they they're funny off each other. They played off each other well. Exactly, and that carries through the whole show. Um, Michael McKean uh, was amazing as the drunk old Irish witch finder, or not Irish, Scottish witch finder. Oh yeah, that's right, the witch find. Yeah, I'm just like I was so in and out of it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like oh yeah, that's yeah. right. She's a witch finder. She's a descendant of the witch finders, and okay, yeah, yeah. Right. And then the, the actual witch, she was super hot. I'd seen her in something, but I mean, she was pleasant to look at. I don't remember. On screen. Um, hold on. Now I need to find this witch. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm curious. I don't, need, I don't know her name. Witch Oop. finder. Yep. So, and, and the way the TV show ended, it really ended um, where the book left it. So, I'm, you know. If they go on, they're kind of jumping beyond that, uh, beyond the book, and we'll see what happens. Oh, what do you, I, okay, what do you rate it? Um, you want me to shut up, don't you? No, no, I'm just asking no, before okay, I forget. So the witch, just real quick, the witch from the show is Adria Arjona, and she was in, oh, she was in True Detective Season 3 with uh, Maharashala Ali. Uh, let me try, I'm trying to think. She played Emily, if that helps. Oh, is she the daughter, maybe? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, anyway, Mah- she Mahasha doesn't have Hala. a lot of screen credits, but she, oh, she was in the Belko Experiment. That's that movie I was trying to think of before. Belko Experiment. Okay. There's a lot of people in that movie. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, okay. she was quite attractive to look at, so, you know, that made it fun, too. Um, but... Overall, I would give the show a four out of five um, flaming Bentleys. Fla- oh, yeah, that's right. Flaming Bentleys. Mm-hmm. For the flames. In the- oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah, I'm tr- I remember the show, but I don't remember all of it. Uh, you should start watching Luther season three. It's getting good, guys. Before I am going to add that to my <clears throat> queue. Um, I had started Russian Doll before I saw Good Omens come out, um, so I am finishing Russian Doll. Okay, what am I? Did I put? A, okay, Luther. Uh, I just watched it. I'll go real quick. Uh, four to five ear holes. Four to five eye holes. Four to five stuck in suitcases, or stabs to the ear. Yeah, this is Luther. one of their better. This is one of the best seasons of Luther, I think. Really? Did he yes. finally fucking break a door? Um, old flames come back. Uh, door's been broken. Yes, he's broken. In this episode, he broke two doors. There you go. All right, <laughs> then I'm in. He's back, dude. <laughs> he's like, let me in. And like, in the in the person that he's keeping out with, let him in. He's like, all right. I'm like, here we go. Door breaking. Then boom, boom, boom. Hit them both. Just broke the shit out of that one door. Uh, and uh, yeah, he's broken a couple doors. Now I'm thinking about it. Yeah. In this one episode alone, he uh, yeah he kicked in a do- yeah he kicked in that one. It was like a gate. It wasn't re- like those gate doors that they have when like and they're f- like flat. You don't really notice their doors. So he's beat hmm. the shit out of that, and then he ripped bookcases apart. He was looking for uh, switches. Branching out. Yeah, was looking for switches by ripping bookcases apart. Um. Yeah, when he found the doorway, I'm surprised he didn't break. He should have broken through it, but he just opens it. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> there it is. Whoa! I just punched through the door. 
you'll know when you see it. It has like the third episode. Each episode is an hour and 30 minutes, hour and 20 minutes with commercials. So probably like an hour and 15, but still they're great episodes. All three of them are linking together. They're brutal, violent. Um, like, uh, yeah, everyone's been double crossing each other. Yeah, it's awesome. And when you see who comes back, you'd be like, what? Yeah, it's cool. And then, yeah, and then key players. Yeah, just just so much happens this season. You know, they, they, Joker Broad comes back, huh? Huh? Joker Broad comes back? Oh, you predicted it, huh? Well, you said old, uh, what did you say? You said old nemeses? Old no. flames. Old flames. That's what it was. Yeah. As soon as you said that, it was like, well, yeah, it's he, she's like Luke, Catwoman slash Joker. Yeah. And he's like, and, Batman. And who, who else uh, did he have that kind of romantic connection with? Nobody. Nobody. Yeah. And her, her um, entrance is awesome. The way they play her up this season is great. Cool. She's a great character. I forget yeah. her fucking name, but she's like one of the reasons why I liked the first two seasons of that show. Yeah. She was like a Joker. It was like the Joker and Batman. If they were gay lovers. <laughs> right. Yeah, I was going to say, like, there was the whole weird, like, yes, she was, like, fucking trying to avoid getting arrested by Luther, but then there was the whole, I want to fuck you kind of yeah. undercurrent. And oh, it was like, oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's busy. It's crazy. Time. Like, someone's going to stab someone or they're going to fuck. Oh, they're stabbing. All right. And stabbing. <laughs> yeah. there's Luther <laughs> does some stabbing. All right. <laughs> he takes her up to the stabbing cabin. <laughs> come here sure. bend over i'll take you up to my stabbing cabin oh luther oh yeah she might also be stabbing him though to be fair probably yeah i'm sure she yeah probably him a little bit you know i'm sure there's some uh cigarette burns and knife cuts going on with her fucking rolling around yeah, <laughs> they're just all sadomasochists. I'll cut you. No, I'll cut you. Okay, let's fall. Throw you through this door. Yeah, I'm gonna kick you through a door. Kick me through the door, asshole. Yeah, that's what it is. They just beat each other up and fuck. Yeah, they just have black eyes and shit. They're like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, oh, it was a rough night. Mm-hmm. We just decided to punch each other in the face. It turns us on. Yeah. Like, oh, cool. Right. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. Luther is great this season. I think one of the best because they built all the characters up, and now they're using them. You know, because okay. you know who everyone is now. You're like, oh fuck, not that guy. Oh shit, not this. Yeah, yeah. So everyone has weight. You know, all the characters have weight to them now. It's awesome. Except for the rookie, he got gunned down in season two. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, there's some gunning downs that are very surprising. You're like, wow. Okay. I think they're wrapping Luther up. You know, I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's a big time Hollywood actor now. He's all later, mate. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure he's no like, more Luther. Because I'm the black Superman. And just yeah. boom, starts bashing through shit. Yeah. Right. I, so, you know, this may be his last season smashing doors, but that's okay. No, I don't think it is. I think he's going to do a couple more. He does them so sporadically. That's true. I mean, it's like three years since the last season, right? Yeah, easily. And you're, you're right there with him. You're like, okay, here we go. Dude, yeah. Oh, I'm fucking invested in Luther, man. As long as they're making this the show, I'm going to watch it. Yeah, and they're keeping him good. It's not like well, they're falling off. 
and maybe that's one of the reasons why it's so infrequent, right? They take a long time to write them and pace them and, and do all that good stuff, get them real polished before they even go start shooting. Yeah, it's great this season. It was like, wow. And they ended on a cliffhanger this episode. I'm like, damn it! It comes out like every Sunday at like 9. I think, yeah. I'm like, motherfucking loofah! Yeah, great cliffhanger. Awesome. I think it's five episodes this season. They're pushing themselves. And there's been three. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's five. Or maybe four. Maybe it's only four. Or maybe that was it. I'm like, what? If that was it, I'd be pissed. I'd be, God damn it. That's it right there. It would be a cool cliffhanger. It would make me go, damn. But no, no, there is one more because the BBC always likes to spoil all their shows. Hey, BBC, stop doing that. Because like, oh, next week on Lutha, and it just shows everything happening. I'm like, stop, stop. Oh, they're bad at the, uh, the whole fucking teaser for the next episode? Oh, they're horrible at it, man. Same with uh, YouTube does it, too. But yeah, it, it's, it, it's horrible, man. Hmm. <clears throat> I don't know. Okay, the uh, okay. I was gonna do a movie, but I'm gonna do this TV show. I'm fucking all sprung on. Uh, oh. TV show would, huh? Uh, yeah, TV show would. If I don't have any good rap songs, what's a good rap song? Uh, what kind of rap? I mean. Okay, here we go. <laughs> I can name a bunch of shit. It may not fit though. Look, I was gonna go easy on you. This is po- per- pointless. <clears throat> okay, so the um uh Champagne Ill is the name, name of the show. show. Is the name of the show Champagne Ill, short for Champagne Illinois. It's on YouTube Prime. Nobody is watching this show at all. I don't know what's happening. It's but you one of the weird with for it, huh? It's one of the better comedies out right now. Uh, I don't know why people aren't watching it. Uh, let's see. Champagne Ill. Champagne Ill. Let's see. There it is. Champagne Ill TV series 2018. A look at the life of a rap star and his entourage. Okay. It's all about how the entourage. Dude, it is like. I don't want to spoil Well, maybe I should spoil it because maybe because it'll give it more weight. But first episode, spoiler alert if you want to hear it or not. What's up? Talk it up. Talk it up without spoiling it. You can do it. Uh, not really. Because the, uh, the whole premise of the show is built up around their rap star buddy. Because their rap buddy, like, okay, they start off in college. They're all about to graduate high school. One's going to Harvard. One's going to Yale. They're like geniuses. Uh, the fourth one's going to Stanford, I think. I, don't, I forget. And the th- and the and the and the no, the third one's going to Stanford. And the fourth one is their black or second black buddy. He's like, hey, that rap I wrote, I just got a uh, a record deal. And uh, do you guys want to go on tour with me for a year? Right? Do you want to go on tour with me for a year? You know, then pick up college afterwards. They're like, huh, maybe. Like, all right, let's do that. Flash, 15 years later. <laughs> they're like, like, oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> right. Like, the rapper guy is fine. 
But the three dudes who are supposed to go to Yale and college, like one of them's the manager, who's fine. Two of them are like the two main characters. Uh, I need to look up their names now. Uh, the two main characters. So uh, Booger's in it as one of the fathers. Okay. Uh, Ronnie and um, Ronnie and Alf are the two guys who are his buddies when he's growing up. And they become his entourage, holding weed, getting stoned all the time, fucking all those fucking chicks that don't want to fuck him. And his buddy is uh, Jay Farrow. I think he's the writer and creator. His name is Lou. Okay, so... It's one of the funniest shows on YouTube. I'm on the ninth episode right now. I think I'm starting it over. Uh, yeah, so... Their friend... Their friend passes. Their rat buddy passes away. We won't say how. Oh. But, and then they've been living off of him for 15 years, and they have no way, they have no idea how to live by themselves. Right? Oh, and man. so that's where the comedy ensues. Right. Because all of a sudden they're <laughs> freaking out. No, all of a sudden they can't support themselves. It's like, hey. Like, uh, they wake up and they're like, hey, uh, to the manager, like, hey, why don't you get the uh, jet ready? And uh, have blah, blah, blah meet us down here, da, 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 you know, pick up this and that. We don't want, and they're like, dude, no one cares about you. You're not getting anything. There's no jet. There's no anything. They're like, what? So it's like a a sticker shock. So what they do with all their leftover money and how they deal with it, dude, it's fucking hilarious. Gotcha. Gotcha. It is, uh, they pull up to their friend's, um, uh, <laughs> uh, funeral, bumping rap music in a Lamborghini. <clears throat> They're like, we can't show up looking like bitches. <laughs> Everyone's like, what the fuck? Perfect. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, it's a great, it's a great comedy, guys. It's on YouTube Prime, or Premium, whatever the fuck they call it. Uh, yeah, check it out, guys. Give it some love. No one's watching it. This has a 6.5 on IMDb. No. Uh, it has Keith David in it as an overweight dad who's almost bedridden. Who's a who's a sales who's a uh, a telemarketer. He just uh, got arrested for grabby grabby hands. Keith David. Oh no! I'm sorry. I thought you said Cuba Gooding Jr. Jesus Christ! <laughs> He's like David's what? Fine. He's fine. <laughs> Uh yeah, it's a fucking funny show, man. Anyone out there who has it, check it out. They're only thirty minute episodes. There's ten of them. Uh, here, number one, a gangster's way to start your day. Number two, loop de loop, fast balls. Woo, woo, these guys are good. Uh, and then there's uh PT Crew, Supreme Brick. At a point, you know Supreme, that stupid um, name brand. Uh, and the best one is Stuart Copeland, Andy Summers, and Sting. That's a title to one of their episodes. That's a, that's basically the police. So that's <laughs> Stuart Copeland, Andy Summers, and Sting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eight point one milligrams of pure de-elixir. Cherry cherry vintage rascal. Show me that lamb. These are just titles, guys. Not the PT Cruiser. And what's the last one? 
I wouldn't Shama just yet. Shama just yet? They make no sense. Yeah, that doesn't make much sense at all. But, okay, check it out. It is one of the funniest rap um, shows. It, it's not all rap. Don't pick it. They're just people who are in an entourage for rap. What happens around them is crazy. Dude. Yeah, yeah, it's it's great, dude. Check it out. Champaign, Illinois. What do I call it? What do I read it? Uh... Uh, let's see. Damn it, it's a murder on a hill. Uh, three out of five ear holes. Four, uh, three out of five eye holes and four out of five white gangsters. Wanksters. Or four to five albino snakes that are trying to be taken onto a plane. They're all, they try to bring all their luggage onto regular flight, right? Well, that'll be, uh, $1,300. And they're like, Huh? Because they weigh all their regular luggage. They're like, oh, with all their Louis Vuitton fucking... Uh, with all their Louis Vuitton bags. And they have a snake strapped onto the top of it. Yeah. $1,000. These guys have no money. They don't have two pennies to rub together. It's well, great. They, they're hangers on. So, of course, they don't. Yes, but these guys were going to Yale. They're geniuses. They're not, like, stupid. They're just... Became these weird fucking entourage followers. <laughs> it's such a weird concept, man. Uh, and they have to like deal with their friend dying. It's like this right. is within all the first episode, dude. The friend passes, you know, and you're like, what? It's crazy, guys. Check it out. Boom. Boom shakalaka. All right, what do you got? Mmm. Meth squirrels or living by a dispensary? You pick. Uh, uh, meth squirrels. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Chris picked this, folks, just so you know. What? Uh, no, so <laughs> a guy was arrested recently in uh, Athens, Alabama. Um, he was arrested for uh, possession of a controlled substance because he possessed meth, but... He also kept a squirrel in a cage inside his house that he regularly fed meth to, so it was his attack squirrel. Oh, no. Yeah, so just picture a methed-out squirrel and a methed-out dude and a double-wide trailer, and and that's pretty much the story. Um, But I'm just, you know, squirrels are twitchy little fuckers already, and I'm trying to picture a squirrel on meth, dude. What exactly does that look like? Um, it would just jump up and attack your face. Right? It's like Quicksilver, but a squirrel. Or fucking Flash, but a squirrel. Yeah. It's got to be the fastest goddamn thing on the planet. I think so. I think, uh, I think the, 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 I would have a heart attack eventually and die. That's what I think would happen with it. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure that squirrel would, like, burst into flame at some point. But... Um, that's one of the things the guy was arrested for was a in Alabama. Apparently it's illegal to keep a squirrel as a pet. You're supposed to eat them. Um, but B, uh, you know, uh, you, you can't give an animal meth. Dude. <laughs> a, a cause meth is illegal and B because uh, <laughs> it's kind of fucking wrong. <laughs> you know? Okay. The, 
fucking pussy squirrels. God squirrels. damn meth squirrels. Uh, okay, let's do this next one. Uh, where to go? Here we go. Meth squirrels. From meth squirrels to shaft squirrels or shaft. I'm doing shaft first. I'm doing the best to worst, guys. The best of the weekend. What do you think the worst was? Shaft! Buckle my um shoe dab a doo hip a doo pop a doo. There we go, yeah. There we go. So, John Shaft Jr., a cybersecurity expert with a degree from MIT, enlists his family's help to uncover the truth behind his friend's untimely death. Boom. Shaft. Okay, this is a mostly black audience, which is a plus and a minus at the same time. It's a plus because they get into the movie a lot more, right? Mm-hmm. Like when this song, like this one, I swear to God, this one guy, every joke, he's doing the stereotypical stomp foot, smack backwards, like like flying backwards in the seat, you know, and making it like, like he's the people who break those seats, you know? You're like, how do these seats break? This is how. From right. Brothers Laughing at Comedies. Dude, he's just like, boom, like fully back, dude. Like picture somebody just like, like, yo, like everything. Not every, like little, th- every little laugh or every little joke, he was doing this. He was like, oh, yo, mm. like it was funny, but Jesus Christ, man. Like at one point, read about him having a heart attack. I was like, Jesus, this guy might have a heart attack. He might. But the, uh, the, uh, the, like, when you meet John Shaft, when you meet Shaft, this, the kid, you know, his friend dies of an OD, he's ex-military. Um, he works for a, uh, he starts a group of, for, um, soldiers with PTSD called Brothers Watching Brothers. And, the, and they, like, make that, like, a gay joke in the movie, like, throughout the whole movie. <laughs> but they do, it's funny. I, I mean, I was too, to be honest. Exactly, like, hmm, that sounds like a little black weird. Dudes watching black dude gay porn. Like, like brothers watching brother, like, hmm, like Shaft is like, because he's from the seventies, like, hmm, what the fuck is that? And then, so when his sons explain to it to get his help, but bef- when he meets Shaft, a stripper answers the show, answers the door with glitter all over her face, all over her, all over her tits and stuff. You know, how, like stripper glitter. And then Shaft walks up to the door and he has glitter all over his face and, and all over his uh, beard. And, and he's like, oh, what's up, son? And this dude's just like, <laughs> like rolling. It's hilarious, man. Uh, dude, I don't know why or how this guy is even still alive. Mm-hmm. With the with, the, <laughs> and then this other chick uh, sitting down the front row. There's like, mm-hmm. like they're all, oh, I think I can get some help. And these other guys are like, uh huh, you can get some help. You know who to get. 
And then the bad guys show up. You know they're obviously the bad guys. And the brothers are just, and the audience are like, mm, that's the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And they obviously turn out to be the bad guys. So there's the bad guys right there. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> and then halfway through the movie, two of them are on their phones in the front and second row. Oh, good. Oh, here we go. I, I, I've, 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 like, I have a way to block it and stuff. But you need those glasses that block uh, blue screens. I don't know. Uh, it's a pretty good soundtrack. We got some Rick James, motherfucker. Not Brick House, huh? No, Rick James. Not Brick House. We're doing Mary Jane. So the the son is total straight edge. The dad is just like, fuck you, nigga. You know? And people are just cracking up. Like every time he calls his son like a stupid nigga, left and right. You know what I mean? Just let, there's throwing nigga around left and right in this movie. And it's hilarious. I mean, it is Shaft. It's yeah. It's kind of required, isn't it? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, shut up, nigga. Like, nigga, please. You know, so even when the grandfather gets involved, there's a great, like, Indiana Jones sort of play off of that, which is great. Uh, when he, when he, he scare when he, a bunch of pigeons with an umbrella? No, he, uh, <laughs> no. No, uh, he's like, oh. You want to do knives, old man? He's like, "All right, let's do knives." And then he, uh, and then he just pulls out a gun and shoots him. Uh, like fucking uh, Indiana, Indiana Jones. Exactly. Yeah. And the black guy's like, <laughs> "Yeah." So yeah, so yeah, this sh- this movie was funny though. It had some good jokes. So it's starring Samuel Jackson as John Shaft, Jesse T. Usher as J.J. Shaft, Richard Roundtree as John Shaft Sr., Regina Hill as Maya Babadokis, uh, Ale- Alexa Ship as. Uh, Sasha Aracy. Oh, Titus Weaver's in it. Uh, Method Man's in it as Freddie P. Uh, let's see. Uh, that's about it. A bunch of other people. But yeah, Titus we- Titus Welliver's in it. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. He's a bad guy, though, huh? No, he's uh, the head of the FBI. He's the one who's uh, Shaft's son's boss. He's in like a big role in it. He's just like, hey, you can't do that here. Yeah, and you're so in trouble. The reason that's important to Chris and I is because we both like the TV show Bosch on Amazon, and Titus Welliver is the title character in that show. Yes. And he has anyway, like back to Shaft, sorry. No, he has a whole he has a huge beard in this one too. <laughs> okay. It's like, hey, it was probably like two days of filming. You can't do that here. Stop doing that. Okay, bye. Right. That's what it was. It was just like him yelling at him. Do three I or four really times. have to shave for this role? No. Do I have to shave? No. Okay. Good. Like, I'm glad. I'll be. Okay. There. Here we go. Let's go. Uh, uh, nudity. A woman offers her sexual services for money. A woman's breasts are exposed as she answers the door with an open jacket. <gasps> Free. It was funny. This whole black family behind me came to the movie. They're probably like their daughters are like 18, 16. You know, came with their dad for Father's Day. Well, Let's okay. all go see Shaft. Uh, frequent sexual comments, requests, and jokes are made throughout the film. 
A man is seen lying dead from a drug overdose, like I said before. Frequent gunfights, blood is shown. A man has his hand broken in a torture. That's funny. He's like, you broke my finger. He's like, what? He's like, you just broke my finger. He's like, really? And he's like, how about I break your hand? And breaks the guy's whole hand. He's like, I hate it when motherfuckers exaggerate. <laughs> uh, let's see. <laughs> Uh, incredibly frequently uses of the swear word, offensive profanity, uh, alcohol and drugs, several scenes in involving partaking of drugs, um, experiencing the effects, frightening scenes, no. They have no profanity? What? There's nothing? Oh, uh, there isn't. Infrequently used. They don't have like a, uh, N-word count, like a nigga count. So, like, motherfucker, 11 voters. Let's see. What's your favorite vote for mild violence and gore? I go to... Severe. No, it's not severe. None. There's none in there. There's no violence or gore in there. Uh, let's see. What else is there? Yeah, Shaft. You know, it's a spinoff of Shaft in Africa. Shaft. Shaft Big Score. And it's a direct sequel from the Shaft from uh, the first one he did. The first remake. Okay. It's a 20-year-later sequel. <laughs> when did the first one come out? I want to say early 2000s. Like four or five? Like that. Oh. 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 Dude, and every time like one of these songs came on, the black guys were like, mm-hmm. They're like dancing in their seat. They're like, mm-hmm. I'm just like looking around going, wow. And I was sitting right next to a Poindexter black guy who was basically like the son in the movie. He had like glasses, like penny loafers on. He was like, <laughs> he was like laughing at some of the jokes. He was like, because <laughs> it was funny listening to the jokes he would laugh at. I'm like, huh. Yeah, it's a good soundtrack. They don't play the original Shaft song once. Maybe. No, they don't. Which is fine. I don't give a shit. That seems like a lost opportunity. Yeah, but you know what it sounds like. They have that one. This is what, They only play it like this much. This one. Oh, they... Just the beginning, huh? They'll play like the, you know... They'll play like like a you know like a roll of it. Maybe towards the end they play it towards the end, but they don't play it like really much to the movie. <laughs> or as like screen credits roll, something like that. Yeah. So let's go, motherfucker. Like they all cross the street without looking. Like I want somebody okay, here we go guys. Here's the shaft test or the shaft challenge. Is what they should have. Wear sunglasses and a trench coat and cross a busy street without looking. <laughs> That's the shaft challenge. If the movie was more popular, that would be a thing. Yeah, I mean, the first thing I saw when I Googled it, uh, Shaft was that they'd bombed. The Shaft Challenge? No, because of today's society, it's a little too blue. Like, you and I would love it, because it's a funny, real comedy. Right? Because there's real jokes in it that are crass and humorous. But a lot of people would go to the movie feeling bad that they're hearing the word nigger. You know, like, oh, I feel bad listening to that word. Oh, 
That makes me feel like, oh. You know what I mean? And that's what I think is happening out there. Mm -hmm. You know, when it's used in the context from black people, or when it's used in the right context in a movie, it's funny. You know, it's not used derogatory in the movie. Mm -hmm. It's used like, nigga, please. It's not like, oh, I hate this nigga. You know, there, there might be like a hint of white people thinking it and then Shaft like looking at him going, you thinking that motherfucker? You know, you know, one of those type things. But overall, no. But Shaft is a fun movie to go to, man. Don't listen to the fucking critics. They're all stuck up now. They're all like these like, it has to be in my lane or I don't like the movie for some reason. I don't know why. You know, it has to be artsy-fartsy. If it was an independent movie from Shaft, they'd love it. But right now, we're in this weird haze of critics just not really critiquing movies. They're only critiquing what they think a movie should be. Mm -hmm. They're not critiquing the movie for what it is. And this movie's funny, guys. Funny. It's hard to divorce a piece of media from the society that it's made in, though. It is, but you have to when you're judging this stuff. Otherwise, everything's going to be a weird critique that way. And you're going to be stuck just like, you know, I've done it myself, you know, but I, I catch myself doing it. Going, I'm not rating it because of this and that. I'm not right. rating the movie on its merits. I mean, Dumbo's a great example, right? There's some racist ass shit in Dumbo, the original Dumbo. Yes. And we've talked about it on the podcast before. But watching it now, there are parts of it where I just cringe. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're just like, eh. But for, when you watched it as a kid, though, you didn't think twice of it. No, but you, don't, you didn't have the context either. But your parents didn't think twice of it either. That's what's even funnier. Right? Our parents didn't even think twice of it. They're like, oh, whatever. Yeah. Not, not even saying anything to us. Like, that was like 70s parents. Like, 70s, 80s parents. Like, whatever. That's, uh, you know, that's just the way the cartoons are. You know, deal with it. And nowadays, like, no, I'm not dealing with it. I'm remaking these. Yeah, that's what's happening. And that's why you're getting all these shitty remakes. Uh, And I'm glad Shaft stuck to its guns. Used profanity. uh, You know, like, asking the wife to break him off some. You know, at the end, like, Shaft's in a bed, right? And, and And the dad's like, hey, wake up, son. And he's like, oh. It's like, death? Is that you? Right? <laughs> and I was like, oh, 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 oh. You know, because it's fucking Isaac Hayes. Right. He's like, death? Is that you? He's like, oh. It's like, would you? He's like, oh. How can it it's, be Isaac Hayes? Uh, Didn't he die? No, he's still there. He's like, oh, no, not Isaac Hayes. It's, uh, it's the original Shaft. Fucking, you know. What's his name? Richard Roundtree. Yeah, Richard Roundtree. He's like, oh, death? Is that you? And then, uh, and so, and then he's like, oh, did you bring me some pussy? And that's the first thing he says to his dad, right? And the guy's like, ah, ha, ha. And then the wife shows up going, what the fuck you doing, man? You know, the, uh, the ex-wife. You know, going, what the fuck, man? You almost killed her son, blah, blah, blah. He's like, oh, you did bring me some pussy. And she's like, what the fuck? Yeah, just stuff like that. It's great, guys. It's a great black comedy. It sounds uh, like... That you see nipples on screen for once. Jesus, you never see nipples anymore. You know, it's like a sin in a rated R movie to show a chick's naked body. You know? It's like, nope, we can't do that anymore. Sorry, it doesn't fit the story. Well, when your dad's eating out a chick's pussy 
and you knock on the door and then happen to be like, oh, hey, how's it going, son? Then he has glitter pussy face. It's funny. Glitter pussy face. Glitter pussy face, guys. That's the, uh, that's the new Lady Gaga movie <laughs> album. <laughs> glitter pussy face. Maybe. Yeah. It is. It's, it's glitter pussy face, guys. Gotcha. It is. Uh, all right, before we take a break, uh, okay, champagne ill. Um, real quick, we'll do um, murder mystery. Oh, the Adam Sandler movie? It wasn't good, guys. Um, it was just like, oh, hey, Jennifer Anderson's nipples again. Um, okay, cool. It was okay. It wasn't great. It made like, what, 30 million downloads. It was like a huge hit because it's there and it's convenient. 30,896,863 accounts watched Murder Mystery in the first three days. The biggest opening weekend ever for a Netflix film. 13 million accounts in the U.S. and Canada and 17 million worldwide. That's insane. Because they all wanted to see Jennifer Aniston's nipples. That's the only reason. That's it. I was just mm. like, oh, Jennifer Aniston's nipples again. I remember her and friends and all those nipple shots. If you're being real, guys, don't even fake it. Uh, I checked it out because it was an Adam Sandler movie. So I'm like, oh, yeah, Jennifer Aniston's nipples. <laughs> like, eh, they're all right. She's cute, but she doesn't hold up the whole movie. Uh, who else is in it? A lot of people are in it. There's a lot of like left and right stars. But overall, it was okay. It's a Netflix movie, is what it is. You know, I think I watched it over like two days. I think I fell asleep the first time I watched it. And then, like, when I was towards the end of the movie, I'm like, oh, yeah, this part again. Because hmm. I like woke up at the end of the movie and they're like driving a Ferrari. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> Something happened. Yeah, what? I'm like, huh? Yeah, uh, let's see. What did I rate this thing real quick? Um, yeah, so if you want to check it out, check it out. It's them. Somebody kills somebody. It's a murder mystery. You know, it's like, who done it? Lights went out. Somebody dies. Oh, wow. Let's blame the white people. Uh, murder mystery. One out of five ear holes. Two out of five eye holes. And two out of five uh, starved zods. Yeah, starved zods. Uh, yeah, because Zod's in it. Oh, uh, really? Are they gonna... <laughs> Michael yeah. Shanahan, right? Something like that? Sh- Michael no, Shanahan? No, no, the original Zod. Oh, from fucking Christopher Reeve Superman? Yes. The original Zod is in it. Wow. So, I didn't yeah. know the guy was still alive. Um, the original Droog, right? Is that what they're... From uh, Clockwork Orange. He was... Uh... Oh, Roddy McDowell? Yeah, Rodney McDowell. He, he's he's Zod. He was Zod? In yes. Fucking, what? Why do I not remember fucking... Picture what? him with a beard and a fucking goatee. No. Yeah. No. That can't Neil be. Neil before Zod. It was fucking Roddy McDowell? Yeah. Right? Am I wrong? I don't know. I'm looking right now. Well, it wasn't. <laughs> That's what I think. That's what I thought. It was Superman 2, right? Yeah. Or is it another actor I'm getting mixed up with? I think it is him. Oh, no. Uh, 
No, General Zod in fucking Superman 2 was Terrence Stamp. That's I always get those two mixed up. Yes. Yeah, from the Limey and from yes. the, okay, the yes. director movies. Yes, the Limey's a great movie. Okay, I always Jesus get those Christ. two mixed up because I'm like, wasn't it? Yeah, no, it's. I was <laughs> like, dude, I really don't think... Yeah, I, I didn't know. I McDowell was Zod. He'd be a Just great stop. Zod, though, so... He'd be a tiny Zod. Like, I'm Zod! you're muted or i can't hear you the yeah what? it's because the music's playing uh something about the skate uh so anyway it's the swinging Utters. we've oh. talked about them many times before i played other songs this is from i think their most recent album and i got to see them uh last week uh, how was that that was fucking phenomenal a goddamn great show um I don't know. I hadn't seen them in about 20 years. Uh, the last time I saw them was at Maritime Hall in San Francisco. That held, holds or held since it's closed. Um, probably about 750 people on the floor and another 200 up on the, the balcony. Mm-hmm. Um, so the last time I saw them, I was you know towards the back because I wanted to be getting towards the bar and all that good stuff. Um, but I got to see them in a tiny little club. Um, I mean, back at the bar at this club, I'm probably 40 feet from the edge of the stage. So it's small and it's intimate. They put on a fantastic show. And I got to discover a new band um, that I'd never heard of before called Gallows Bound. Gallows Bound. Yep. Um, So they are a... hmm, gothic flogging molly ish kind of bluegrass band mm. so take like a a, a a dose of the misfits let's just say right the weird gothic dark monsters and aliens and shit like that yeah, let me look at them and then um a healthy dosing of uh american bluegrass and then mix in that dash of punk that flogging molly has and you kind of have a sense of hellbound or gallows bound. Um, just play their number one song. 
what's their, what's their number one hit? I don't know what their number one hit is. Oops. I don't know, I don't, I don't know what their number one hit is. <laughs> that one works. Oh, okay. How many people in the band? How many people are in the band? Like five, seven? Oh, no, five. Actually. Five? <clears throat> well, well, this video they're showing, they're showing two, all these people dancing. Okay, there they are on the band. Okay, one, two, three, four. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, okay. uh, uh, the two singers, the chick and the dude, both play acoustic guitar. There's a dedicated banjo player. Yeah, I see the banjo dude just doing banjo solos the whole time. Right, and then uh, there's a double bassist. Uh huh. Yeah, stand-up bass guy. Yeah, and then a drummer. Um, then there's mandolin man. Oh, no mandolin at the show I was. Oh, at. there's a guy at the end playing a mandolin over here in a harmonica. Okay. Well, more power to him. He was not <clears throat> in Fresno, but, oh. but um, but they put on a fucking phenomenal show. I guess yeah, and they look tight. Yeah, I mean, they were really fucking grooving it. And, you know, uh, it was a small club and uh, quite a good sound system, so the speakers bumped it through your bones. Uh, but I could feel the soul in the band, so I really enjoy them. Gallows Bound. They wow. are on Spotify. They have one album, but it is worth listening to. Cool. Yep. Gallows Bound, guys. Where are they from? Where you would expect Tennessee or Kentucky or some shit like that. Okay. They are fucking from where bluegrass is from. They're just like we're new, so we're hard ass. Right. Oh, cool. That's cool, man. Yeah. Gallows bound, guys. Check them out. I saw them on tour. They put on a fucking damn good live show, and their album is is well done too. Well, cool. You can catch up to him and say you heard him first, guys. Gallows bound. And then <laughs> we'll he, see. You can jump on the Twitter bandwagon. You know, be like, oh, I just heard of these guys first, guys. Gallows bound. Be like, oh, my God, I just heard of them, too. Dude, I did that like two weeks ago. I beat everyone to it. And then be like, oh, my God. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> I did see him a while ago. I didn't talk about him on the show. It didn't, didn't come up. So, but yeah, no, uh, oh man, I wish I could go this weekend, Chris. Guess who's playing? No, Gallows Bound. No, <laughs> everyone's favorite Sabbath cover band. Well, oh, Sa- oh, Sabbath parody band. Oh, uh, uh, hold on. What, um, uh, yes, uh, uh, she ain't no, no, McDonald's. Oh, um, uh, uh, what's his name? Max Sabbath, come on. Max Sabbath. Are they playing? <laughs> they are playing. God damn it, guys. Max Sunday. Sabbath. Dude, I really wish I could go, but I just can't. Ugh. Okay, we need to play some Max Sabbath now. Oh, Max Sabbath is playing. I really want to go to this show. Okay. I want to go like. Sweet ridiculous. Beef. We're playing Sweet Beef. 
Sweet beef. Perfect. <laughs> I really want to go just stoned off my ass. Like, ridiculously stoned. Dude, Max Sabbath? Come on. All night, cow. Don't you glisten? Don't you glisten? Oh, man. I didn't supersize? Max Sabbath, damn it! Man, that sucks. You can't you see them. To, wait, turn it down for a second. Yeah. Did you have come to the valley for Max Sabbath? No. I'm sure they're coming over here. Yeah, they're probably. I'll bet you Max Sabbath is playing like uh, bottom of the hill. Is bottom of the hill still there? Uh, the last I heard, it was. But I mean, if any fucking venue is gonna hang on by the skin of its teeth it's that place well I saw Sir Mix-a-Lot if you have a ticket to the um, San Mateo County Fairgrounds you can see Sir Mix-a-Lot you can see Sir Mix-a-Lot at the bottom of the hill no at the San Mateo County Fairgrounds oh this summer yeah oh well go I think he already passed already passed Oh man, yeah, Max Sabbath guys. Okay, we can't go down this Max Sabbath fucking. God damn. Yeah, I was I, I was bummed though. This weekend just didn't work out, but I would love to go see them live. So folks, just um, Google Mac Sabbath, um, but picture Grimace and um, the Hamburglar, and what uh, Mayor McCheese? Yeah, Mayor and, McCheese, the Hamburglar, Ronald Grimace, McDonald's. Ronald McDonald's, the lead singer. Done up all in fucking weird metal kind of guar style makeup. Yes, but those McDonald's characters. And, and they do uh, they do parody McDonald's lyrics with Black Sabbath music. So they sing but, about McDonald's with Black Sabbath. Yeah, it's sweet beef, but it's too sweet beef. Oh right. man, yeah. God, man, those guys are funny as shit. I'm glad they're still doing their thing. Okay, here we go. Now we'll go to a totally different vibe, guys. The last black man, not Black Sabbath, but the last black man in San Francisco. I'm going in order of best movies to worst. Okay, this is the second best movie I saw this weekend, guys. Uh, Palo Alto Square, that's what I was talking about. Sat in the handicap seat okay. until I was told to move. Uh, but I wasn't told to move. No one was there. Everyone was handicapable, you know, walking around. Uh, so this movie, okay, this is the hipster independent movie of the year. I'm calling it right now. If you hipsters don't watch this movie, you're not a hipster. Uh, a young man searches for a home in the changing city that seems to have left him behind. Uh, it's shot beautifully. 
Like it's like uh, it does like slow mo on bums in San Francisco. You know, like those weird camera where it pans real slow and everyone's moving it like real slow, like sure. And like you know, and he has a lot of that. It makes the bums look clean for some reason in San Francisco. And there's bums that are chasing him on a skateboard. I don't know if it's if that was scripted or not. I bet you it wasn't. <laughs> it's just some random bums. Like, and there's can't. a bum running after them while they're on a skateboard going, where are you going? Take me with you. And like starting to take his clothes off and stuff. He's like, take me with you. No, that sounds unscripted. <laughs> I'm like, that's San Francisco. <laughs> that sounds like San Francisco raw. <laughs> yeah. Like, take me with you. Where are you going? You know, where you're just skating down a hill. The only thing that would have made it more San Francisco is if he was wearing glittery silver fairy wings and on roller skates. Uh, they showed a couple of the, like the real like gay people, but not too much. It was more just the ghetto. Uh, I think it was Sunnydale where they lived. And they would skate down into the city. And the whole movie was about him, like his childhood home was sold. Because he couldn't afford to live in San Francisco anymore. It was a huge Victorian house. Mm-hmm. You know, so he always goes back to it and paints it and stuff. And the old lady who owns it now is like, what are you doing? He's like, the paint's peeling. So he's like painting all the like trim and stuff. So then they lose the house. The, the white people and the house is at auction or whatever. So he goes, moves all this old furniture back in and lives in it for a while. It's weird. It's a, it's a trippy movie. Uh, and there's plays. They have a play going on. His best friend, who he lives with, hmm. <clears throat> creates a play basically about him. It's a weird. It's a weird. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah. Last Black Man in San Francisco. It's going to be in the Oscars. Watch. It'll be in the Oscar running. It'll, it'll be on everyone. Everyone be like, oh, my God, this is amazing. It's gonna be probably. It's probably gonna open uh, wider, uh, probably in like a week or two. But with all the competition out there, huh? I said you think it's gonna blow up. Uh, No, but I think it's gonna blow up in the independent circuit, like people who watch indie movies. Sure. And but like the like the average moviegoer, no. They might go. Oh, they'll see it like on a rental someday. But yeah, it's a good movie. Two hours, one minute. It's just killer shots of San Francisco left and right. Uh, Killer drone shots, because they're using a lot of those. But not overused. Well, I mean, that does make pan shots and all types of other weird angle shots much easier than using a crane. Yeah, people are calling it a love letter to San Francisco. Hmm, I can see that. Yeah, it just shows, like, it's just San Francisco in a different light. You know, the way it's shot. You're like, oh. It doesn't go really into downtown. It stays more in the outskirts. But, yeah. It's cool, man. Last Black Man in San Francisco, guys. Uh, check it out if you can. I'm sure it's playing at every theater. I'm sure it's playing in Texas. The Last Black Man... <laughs> Yeah, total. <laughs> Where's that black man in San Francisco? What, black man in Ferrytown? Goddamn faggots. Like, whoa, whoa. We just wanted to show our movie, sir. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs>
But you're from San Francisco. Yeah. You're from San Fran. Get out of here. So I put last BM in San Francisco. That's... <laughs> we all know that's not true. There's shit everywhere. But... The last BM in San Francisco, guys. The last bowel, the last bowel let's, movement. Yeah, let's not compare the two, okay? What? The last BM in San Francisco. Uh, that's uh, if somebody doesn't use it as a title, I'm using it now. Not as a title, but the last BM in San Francisco. This is a great movie. Okay, four yeah, to five year holes. That would be like the fucking uh, Daily Stormer or Stormfront or some white power fucking website. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, four to five eye holes, three out of five ear holes, and about three out of five um, one man plays. I put on man plays. Yeah, it's cool, man. It has a pretty trippy soundtrack. It might go in my soundtracks of the month. You never know, guys. Uh-oh. Unless uh, Jesus and the Brides of Dracula cut a second album. We don't know anything could happen. All right, what do you got before I rate the next? Mm. Oh, there's two more movies. Mm, which one's the worst out of the two? Uh, so, um, well, let's do this one. Okay. This one's actually pretty goddamn neat. Um, so... Biochemists, bioengineers, they're working on printing uh, new uh, organs for people, right? Like you have heart failure or you have kidney failure and you need a new one of those. Well, people are working on the ability to just print those now, right? They get some of your stem cells. Yeah. They use that to print you a new kidney or a new lung or fucking a new eyeball, whatever. Oh, yeah. Right? So, um, up until now, well, let's say up until recently, um, printing those organs required like a, like a Lego frame to build the organ on. Okay. Yeah, I get it. So they had to build a little frame like you would for a house before you put all the walls and windows Mm -hmm. in each right? Same idea. You, to, to print a kidney, you had to have this little frame that you could print the kidney onto almost like a stint and then pull it out when it's done or kind of sort of yeah um, the okay. problem with using those frames those support structures for the organs is they're made of materials um typically that break down into toxic chemicals so um, you may get a new kidney but it would be loaded with arsenic or fucking some other heavy metal um, that would poison you. Um, so it, it's been a problem as far as this printing of organs goes. Um, the interesting thing that I ran into, uh, recently, and this is at the university of Illinois at Chicago. Um, the bioengineering group there has come up with a way to print organs without the frame. So instead of saying, I'm going to, print a kidney here's a frame to print that kidney on yeah they're saying i'm gonna print a kidney like there's no frame just none at all they're using stem cells the entire way modeled off of 
whatever that structure needs to look like. There's no anything inside it to break down and, and get you sick later. It's all just tissue. Um, so to, to me, that's a big jump forward, a big step forward in the idea of almost on-demand organ replacement, mm-hmm. right? Like, I like to drink. My liver goes bad. Ah, okay. I'm going to print a new liver. Doc, put this in me real quick, you know? Yeah. That's the way things seem to be headed. I mean, for certain organs, right? You can't print a brain and put your memories and thoughts and feelings and all of that that's you into that brain. But you could print pretty much everything else, right? Yeah, that's true. All of a sudden, my dick doesn't work. And it's because I need a new fucking adrenal gland. All right, well, print me an adrenal gland. Let's do it. You just get that fucker popped in, and all of a sudden you're fucking popping a boner like a 16-year-old again. Um, or, again, I like to drink. I fucking drank the old liver to death. I need a new one. Let's put it in so I can drink more. <laughs> I mean, stuff like that. Like Once it's democratized, once it's not just for rich people, this is transformative medicine. This is a different way to handle human longevity and I don't know, a bunch of different things, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to, um, it's only going to be a rich purple thing. I'm sure all the, uh, all the CEOs are, have their organs already made. Sure. They have multiple hearts and kidneys and it'll be that weird. Uh, what was that movie with fucking Ving Rhames and, uh, Ewan McGregor? They were fucking clones of people. Oh, the, who, the island. The island. That's it. Yeah. It's like that. But hopefully it's democratized. Hopefully, again, it's not just for rich people. Hopefully it's for fucking, you just go to the doctor and say, hey, print me a liver and put it in me. You know, here's some of my liver. You can print from this. Go at it. Yeah, it's going to be the island. Yeah, it, it will be for a while. For Guaranteed. I mean, there's no way around it, right? The rich people get access to everything first. And then we get it five, ten years after them. But I'm okay with that as long as it's within my lifetime. Because <laughs> I'm going to need a few organs printed pretty quick. Uh, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Your bodies can... Oh, sorry, you're too old. Your body can't take the organs. Like, Damn it. Oh, oh, well. Yeah, that'll be strange, man. When you get 3D printed organs in the next 20 years. Yeah. I mean, they're moving forward hard on it, man. There's a bunch of universities that are working on this technology. Like as soon as 3D printers got cheap enough, all of a sudden it was like, how can we bioprint shit? So people are trying to print kidneys and corneas and bones. And I think there's folks working on like lungs And this is just the stuff I've read about. Like, there could be a ton of other things. Fuck, a heart. Well, without without growing them on the backs of animals? Yeah, no, just printing them. Taking stem cells, right? Like the building block kind of cells. And putting them into a 3D printer. And as they're going through the jet that forms them into their shape, you are saying, in some way, 
you are a kidney cell. You are a liver cell. You are a cornea cell. You so, are a fucking bone cell. So and yeah. as it hits that uh, that already built structure, it is becoming another piece. Okay, wait. Perfect example. Everyone remembers the fifth element, right? Yeah. Do you remember when they reconstructed Lilu? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be like that. From the hand. Exactly right. like that. Or, or it will it, be like a Frankenstein. It could be. But honestly, I think it would be more like Lee Lu from Fifth Element. Like you would, you would say, I need a liver. And they would fucking take some of your cells and they would put them in this gizmo and print you a liver. And then you'd in some way... Uh, they re- they reanimated her, right? They reanimated her from that dead cells from her hand. Her no, hand. there were a few live cells. That's okay, why they okay. can't. But yeah, there was a hand holding like a fucking lever or something. Right. And from that, they printed all of her bones, all of her muscles, all of her nerves, her fucking memories in this case, in the movie's case, um, which you can almost guarantee wouldn't happen without a lot more tech involved. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but that, that's the idea, right, is to get to that point where it's like, oh, this person was skiing and they fucking hit a tree and lost an arm. Well, let's print them a whole fucking new arm and we'll just attach it back on. You need hmm. a new eye because you've got some kind of crazy disease. We'll print you a new eye. That kind of stuff is going to be where we get to eventually. Presuming we don't climate change ourselves out of existence or fucking nuke each other or some shit. True. But, you know, like there's all this cool tech out there that's kind of doing all the things that science fiction has been promising us for years. I mean, we don't have our flying cars yet, but Uber's working on it. Um, we we don't have our self-drying jackets like Back to the Future 2 promised us, but I, I'm sure we'll get there eventually. Yeah, hopefully. <clears throat> okay, here we go. Five, four, three. Oh, shit! Oh, shit! Oh, shit! Oh, shit! Oh, shit! MIB International. MIB International. Oof. Oof. That's all I gotta say about this movie is oof. Didn't work. Chris Helmsworth cannot act his way out of a paper bag. (laughs) Unless he's Thor? Yeah. Well, it's all the writers and the directors, man. Uh, These people are just like... uh, what am I going to say? Uh, they're blank slates until you tell them what to do, right? These actors. And uh, so, boom, this movie itself. And the movie itself had two different cuts. The director himself didn't like the cut they actually used. But the producers did. So the director didn't even like this movie. He tried to get out of the movie once before, but they wouldn't let him. <laughs> really? So that tells you how good this movie was. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, I don't want to make this movie anymore. You're making this goddamn movie. No! We have your child. They're like, God damn it. So yeah, F. Gary Gray, man. He did Compton. He did the Compton movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did The Negotiator. He did The Italian Job remake. Set it off. Uh, he was the f- director of 95, of course, Friday. So... <clears throat> 
This was just a bomb. Uh, so, the men in black have always protected the earth from the scum of the... It's basically a remake of the first one. Except it's in London. And she finds them instead of them finding her. That's the only real difference. Oh, where's the red button? Oh, here it is. <laughs> Oof. It doesn't have... The comedy doesn't work. I didn't laugh once. You know, like Will Smith holds the whole movie. You know what I mean? Mm. This is just like... This isn't funny. It's dumb. The whole thing. I'm trying to think of any time I laughed. Not really. No. It was just there. You know, it was just a movie. I don't know why. You know, I went in like I, I go into movies not expecting anything really. Like, see what happens. I didn't get a feeling at all. I'm just like, ah. Oh. oh well. Like I have tickets for Anna on Sunday. I know on uh, uh, Thursday. Hmm. So we'll see how that is. Hmm. Um. But uh, let's see. What did I rate this thing? MIB, guys. Don't go see it. It's a cash grab. It looks like they stood in front of green screens for three weeks, and that's it. Like, hey, green screen work. Okay, here you go. Okay, bye. It it's looks like, uh, what's it? Sky Captain and the Legends of Tomorrow or whatever. Yeah, the world, that was a better movie. Really? Yeah. And that I one was horrible. 20 minutes of that one, so I'll make it through 10 minutes of this. Maybe. Sky Captain was a better movie. Well, maybe not. It <laughs> was, so was a pretty shitty movie, Chris. <clears throat> they tried really hard to make something cool, but it just didn't work. Yeah. So uh, let's see. MIB. Uh, what do they have for soundtrack? Anything? Nothing. Oh, your favorite, Kanye West. Is he my favorite? Yep. I would have said he's about the furthest thing from my favorite that I could think of, but okay. So, MIB, one out of five ear holes, one out of five eye holes, one out of five dumb plots, one out of five dumb side characters. It was just, there's no jokes. And Kamel Nanjiani was in it as like the comic relief alien. It didn't work. You know, it's, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with the movie, man. But it didn't work. Okay, so, and, okay, I'll go to my last movie, guys. The worst one. Mm-hmm. The, this is another hipster movie that if you're a hipster and don't like it, you don't get it, you don't know what's going on. The Dead Don't Die. No. The Dead Don't Die. They're just ghosts inside dreams. They're just like, hey, isn't that that song by uh, Sturgill Simpson, The Dead Don't Die? They're like, yeah, it's the theme song. Okay, this is what's going on in the movie. Yeah, and this is um, Kylo Ren and Bill Murray talking. Yeah, it's the theme song. Like, oh, really? Okay. Oh, this movie sucked. Okay, I get the comedy. I know the director. This movie was just boring. People called it Yawn of the Dead. I agree with it. <laughs> Yawn of the Dead. Okay, let's see. The... Okay, there we go. The Dead Don't Die. 
A peaceful town of Centerville finds itself battling a zombie horde as a zombie horde as the dead start rising from their graves. Starring Bill Murray, Adam Driver, Tom Waits, uh, Chloe oh, Savani, Steve Buscemi, uh, Urza Blatt, Danny Glover, Maya Tarawi, uh, Kevin McCormick, uh, the RZA. He has a delivery service called WooPS. Uh, that was the that was the only time I chuckled was in the movie right there. Right. Was, was with WooPS. I mean, I just giggled. That's what I'm saying. That was like okay. That was the only yeah. chuckle in the movie. Now that I'm remembering, yes, WooPS. Was when <laughs> it was just the W and UPS. <clears throat> But yeah, as we get closer to the um, the move to the concert, guys, the RZA and Method Man are showing up in the last two movies I've seen. Okay, so watch uh, out. Uh, Rosie Perez plays Posey Juarez. <laughs> I'm like, what? Jenza like moment. Uh, hi, I'm Posey Juarez. <laughs> And I don't think anybody in the audience got that because they don't know who Posey War or <laughs> Rosie Perez is. Uh, well, fuck, I can't remember the last thing I've seen her in. Uh, she was in White Man Can't Jump, and then she went and started um, in Living Color. What? White yeah, Man Can't Jump was 92 or so, wasn't it? Yeah, and then after that, she produced in Living Color and made that show. So... Rosie Perez, then Jody Markell, Carol Kane, Tilda Swinton, um, oh, Iggy Pop, Selena Gomez, uh, Sturgill Simpson's in it. Okay, that's who he was. Okay, uh, and oh, uh, Mantle Coffee Zombie is Iggy Pop. And uh, female coffee's on. They're just like, coffee. They do the first kill. They like eat <laughs> these people. They start eating them. But I don't know. It just didn't work, man. And that's the only song in the movie is this one. Like, isn't that the dead don't die? You know, you're like, what? And they keep playing it like every time. People find the CD in the movie, and they play it. And then they hear it, they're like, wait, isn't it that song? Like, oh, yeah, it is. Because they'll walk into a bar or something. Like, yeah, it's Sturgill Simpson. Isn't he great? <laughs> like, what the fuck is up with this movie? I don't know. I, I know people liked it. For me, it didn't work. Uh, it's very dry humor, and I like dry humor, but this was just like, what? Chris. What? Pause it for a sec. What? Just pause. What? What's up? Pause what? The whole show? Whole show. Sorry. I gotta take a call. Pause it? Hello? Okay, I can keep going, dude. Don't worry about it. I got it. Okay, so here we go. Dead Don't Die, guys. I'm not pausing it. Come on. 
I'm not going to pause it. Just don't listen to him. Just listen to me, guys. Here we go. Oh. Right, here we go. Bam. So this, this song just keeps playing over and over and over again. Right? And I liked his other movie. I liked Broken Flowers. And I liked Only Lovers Left Alone. Or Only Lovers Left Alive, which was a vampire movie, which was pretty good. I like those two movies. I didn't see Patterson. Uh, and I didn't see... Um, what was the other one? Oh, I didn't see... Yeah, No, I liked Broken Flowers. And I liked Only Lovers Left Alive. I think, yeah. So those are the ones I did like. What's up? Are you back now? No. Yeah, okay. Okay, good. <laughs> so, okay, real quick. Uh, rate this movie... I don't know, man. It didn't work for me. I'm sure a lot of people thought it was funny. You know, but I don't know. You might like it. But for me, nah. One out of five ear holes, one out of five eye holes. And one out of five gutted waiters or zombie Iggy's. Iggy zombie. Zombie Iggy's. I like it. Yeah, it just didn't work. Mm. Um, Champagne, Illinois is great. Oh, and a new cop drama that's on Showtime that you guys should watch is uh, City on a Hill in ni- it's uh, in Boston, 1989. Dirty cops committing bank robberies or um, committing um, strong arm robberies of um, uh, uh, what is it called? Armored cars. Armored car robberies. Okay. Uh, you should check it out. Should I? Yes. <laughs> Sounds good. And the, um, uh, what did I read that? Uh, four to five eye holes, three to five ear holes, and three to five, um, oh, whoops. Where'd it go? Oh, three to five dirty cops, dirty 80s cops, 80s cops in Boston. Racist assholes starring, um, uh, uh, Footloose. What's his name? Kevin Bacon. <clears throat> yeah, Kevin. <clears throat> Sorry, Kevin Bacon. Mm-hmm. As a uh, weird, uh, weird racist cop. He plays an asshole really well. He does. I've seen him in other roles. <clears throat> and then, uh, okay, Jet is another show that just started on Cinemax. Check that one out, guys. That's uh. Basically, it looks like it's like a role that was made for a man, but they put a woman in the role. You can tell by the way it's written and everything, you know? They're just like, oh, we need to put a woman in this role because it's not going to work now. But it works with the woman in the role. So three out of five ear holes, three out of five eye holes, three out of five gut punches. Uh, chick's supposed to steal a jewelry from a gangster and replace it with a replica, but the gangster is OCD. Uh, let's see. Oh, Euphoria. That's all right. One out of five ear holes, two out of five eye holes, two to five ass rapes. That's um, where it's on uh, HBO, I believe. And that's with, uh, uh, I forget her name. The chick who's uh, Mary Jane in Spider-Man. Oh. I forget her name. The first Mary Jane? 
No, no, the one that's up here in the most recent Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, no, I don't know her name. Uh, well, she's the main character, druggy. It's all right. It's like a cross between like Dawson's Creek meets Requiem for a Dream. <clears throat> yeah, if you want to match those together. Hmm. You ever seen? Have you ever seen that? <clears throat> no. Oh well, people have seen it. Well, no. Dawson's Fair Creek enough. slash Requiem for a Dream, and uh, I mean, I've seen Requiem for a Dream, but not Dawson's Creek. Uh, well, okay, nine hundred two one zero slash Requiem for a Dream. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Or like any of those type of you know, like a One Tree Team. Hill. Yeah, uh, both. <laughs> <laughs> One Tree Dream. And this is supposed to be the most tame episode. And there, it's just it's a weird movie about high school kids taking too much drugs. Or a weird TV show. So check it out, guys. Jet. Uh, and I think that's it, guys. What's the other All thing? Right. Oh. All right. We're not going to go out and the dead don't die. We're not. Ed Sheeran. If you insist. No, we're not going to go with that. I was going to say, I can't think of an Ed Sheeran song I particularly care for. Okay, so who are our friends? I'll pick a nice 80s song. Well, there you go. Anyway, uh, our friends. So uh, everyone over at Big Papa Podcast, uh, Painted Black Podcast, The Offensive Line, Ice in the Face, um, uh, Growing Up Not Growing Old, Fearcast, Fifth Cast, um, Geek Dig, the Horribly Awkward Podcast, Horrible Gamers Podcast. I remembered, Chris. Um, yes. Here's a Noise Podcast, uh, Dark Angels, Pretty Freaks. Uh, um, can't, oh, uh, everyone over at BatSquadNetwork.com. Go check them out. Yes, at the BatSquadNetwork.com. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Um, who else? Uh, not that I can think of offhand. Uh, I think that's it, guys. I'm probably forgetting people. All right. Later, guys. Later. Bye. Hey.